Hey, this is Evan Black, pastor of Faith for Life Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening, and I pray that this message empowers you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out on your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with Him. If you're strong in your connection to Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow Him. So enjoy today's message. Proverbs chapter 3. Um, when I found out on Thursday I was going to be preaching, uh, the Lord uh, kind of led me to this. Um, I'm going to begin in verse 13 of Proverbs chapter 3. It says, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Now, if you go back and, and read through, uh, especially the first couple chapters of Proverbs, here when the writer's talking about getting wisdom and getting understanding, um, this, is, this is multi-layered. One of the layers of this is we should be wise and we should have understanding. Like we shouldn't just um, study and get knowledge, but we should be able to have understanding to know how to apply that knowledge. Like God is not opposed to us uh, growing in wisdom. Even we're told Jesus, as he grew, he grew in part in wisdom. And, and so um, we as believers, we shouldn't be the people who are not intellectual, the people who are uninformed. We should be people who are informed and who are wise. There's another part of scripture uh, that, that says that God will even give us wisdom that surpasses our peers. And, and so God is never opposed to wisdom, and he tells us to get wisdom. He, he even tells us in Proverbs uh, to do everything you can to get wisdom and understanding. In other parts, even if you got to sell stuff to get wisdom and understanding, that we should seek after this, that we should uh, be intentional with gaining wisdom and understanding and knowledge. And so um, have you all ever met Christians who don't do that? You know, it's just... It's just, uh, it's just the Jesus way, and I can't, I can't tell you anything about, not because they're new Christians, like they've been Christians a long time, but they, they, they just know what they've been told. They don't really even know why they believe what they believe. They, they, they're not willing to even have an intellectual conversation, not because God's keeping them from that, but because they've done zero study or little study to, to have the wisdom and the knowledge. Um, and so I, I've met Christians that because of that, you know, they'll take a, a verse like 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, and say, well, by his stripes I am healed. And so I don't need to know anything about anything else. Coronavirus, I don't care. I don't need to do any, I don't need to take any other precautions. I don't need to, because uh, by his stripes I'm healed. Now, those that have, take that position in faith, with wisdom, being led by the, the peace of God, like, man, absolutely, I'm with you, 100%. But those who are careless or um, uninformed and just take that position, really not because they truly believe it, but just because it's what's been told to them and they're following a crowd. God's not in that. Not once you have the opportunity to know better and to do better. 
God wants us to grow and increase in wisdom and knowledge and understanding, um, you know, that it's not wise to, to right now go shake everybody's hands and give all the hugs and kiss the babies and all that stuff. Right? Like, like it, it, we should have that. Uh, also, like, who do you, where do you think the wisdom of this world came from? <laughs> I mean, all that we know in this world is a result of God allowing us to know what we know in this world. Now, that has been tainted. That has been, um, that has been perverted and, 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 and twisted in many instances. But wisdom comes from God. God is a God of wisdom. He's the one who knows all things. But even beyond that, when Proverbs especially is talking about this wisdom and understanding, it's not just talking about natural wisdom and understanding. Really, when you go through and read especially these first couple chapters, is in most of the instances, it's, yes, it's talking about that, but it's also talking about wisdom and understanding of the word. Being knowledgeable of the scriptures, understanding who God is, understanding what God wants you to do, understanding your promises that God gives you, understanding the restrictions that God has given you and how to, how, how to, how to uh, decipher those and, and, and this wisdom of not just knowing that First Peter chapter 2, 24 says that by his stripes we were healed, but understanding what that is. Understanding what that means, understanding how to access that, understanding how to live in that. See, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says that by his stripes we were healed, but you have the power of life and death in your tongue. So you can literally talk 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 right out of your life. You, you can literally, um, oh, you, you, can, you can literally with your tongue nullify in your life, not the truth of it, but in your life, the power of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. But also the flip side of that is true. When you understand the power that God is your healer, that God keeps you whole, when you understand the power of God being your provider, when you have knowledge and wisdom around what God says about who you are as a man, who you are as a woman, then all of a sudden that's not just because somebody told me and, and this and that. That's actually because I get it. I understand it. The Lord has revealed it to me. This is why and Paul prays that we would have the eyes of our understanding opened. So that we could gain this understanding in the world, but more importantly, gain this understanding of scriptures. So when we, when we think about these verses, in light of this understanding of what wisdom and, and, and knowledge is, then it says now we're blessed when we find wisdom. And we're blessed when we get understanding. Like we're empowered to prosper. God's hand is upon us when we do that. We're not getting farther away from God when we do that. We're actually becoming more blessed when we do that. And then, and then the wisdom, wisdom, the gain of wisdom is better than silver and her profit better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than jewels. And nothing you desire can compare with wisdom and understanding. Specifically, Wisdom and understanding from God. Nothing that you desire can compare with that. And then when we keep reading, long life is in her, who's her? 
wisdom or understanding in her right hand. So if wisdom is holding the keys to long life and you get wisdom, you get the keys to long life. So if you have the keys to long life, then the only way you don't have a long life is if you give up those keys or you don't use those keys. That can be tough for some of us experientially. We've experienced some things where like, man, Pastor, I don't know about that. I don't know about it either, but (laughs) this isn't the only verse. And for time and preparation's sake, I'm not going to take you to where all the other verses are. Because I know they're in there, but I don't know exactly where all they where they all are. <laughs> but just because you might be quarantined and can't go back to work, you can still Google some stuff. <laughs> if you're new here, I, I, I've told you straight up many times, and I will continue to. I don't have Genesis to Revelation memorized. But in wisdom and understanding, in her left hand are riches and honor. So getting wisdom. And understanding gives you the access to long life, riches, and honor. And that's just what this verse is saying. Like, especially in this time, this is great news. Because if you have the guarantee of long life, if you have the access of long life, if you have the keys to long life, then, man, the panic that everybody around you is experiencing? Like, it's one of those, like, I know how this game ends, so I don't know exactly how we're going to get to the end, but I know how this game ends, so if the Falcons are down 28 to 3, I'm not worried about it. Wait, no, that was probably flipped, and still too soon, still too soon. But if I know how the game ends, I don't care what the score is right now because I know how the game ends. And then when everybody else is panicking because maybe they can't go to work or they can't get toilet paper, which I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. I, I don't know the correlation. That they're, what are they panicking over? They're panicking over the potential loss of their riches. Yes, the Bible says that we must work to eat, that all work and all toil is profitable. But show me anywhere in the scripture where like God is like, you must go to that job and work that job to be provided for. What I read over and over and over is God is my provider. The promotion comes from him, the blessing comes from him, that there is seed, time, and harvest. That he will open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we don't have room enough to receive it. Not Dell will open up a window of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we don't have enough room to receive it. Or Austin ISD or Round Rock ISD will open up the windows of it. Like I I don't read that. I don't read that. But when when we only have the wisdom and understanding of the world, then we get wrapped up in how the world will bless us and how we'll get our long life and our riches from the world. But when we add to it the wisdom from God and the scriptures, then it doesn't matter the situation or the circumstances of what's going on in society. Like, we're living in a different kingdom. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're operating under a different system, under different rules, under different rewards, 
under different regulations. Like the whole thing is really different. And sometimes it takes situations like this for believers to realize like, uh uh-oh. What am I really trusting in? Where is my faith? What do I really believe? And, and sometimes this is shaken up like this that requires us or, or, or opens our eyes to, to have us see like, man, I didn't realize I was trusting in my job that much. I, I didn't realize I, I could become this scared this fast. Long life is in her right hand, in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. All of the paths of wisdom and understanding are peace. So if we find ourselves walking in a path that does not include peace, then we find ourselves walking in a path that is not including the fullness of the wisdom and understanding that God gives us. Maybe we have more natural knowledge, and that natural knowledge, we're walking in that, but it's not producing peace, then it's not the fullness of what God wants you to have because the paths of wisdom and understanding that comes from God are paths of peace. Again, we're still talking about wisdom and understanding. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. Meaning those who don't let go of wisdom and understanding, no matter what they're experiencing, no matter what they're feeling, those people who won't let go of it, they are called blessed. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down the dew. My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. Not may not stumble, will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Only way your your sleep is sweet is if you're walking in peace. If you have a calmness, if you have an assurance that God is who he says he is and God will do what God said that he will do. Now here, here are multiple verses telling us to trust God and believe in God and get understanding and get wisdom and, 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 and do all of that. But also, we would be remiss if we did not acknowledge this is also a call to believers to be wise concerning the ways of this world. To understand that it's not a good idea if you're an NBA player to joke around and touch all the microphones and all the tables and and then dude you're the first one in the NBA you shut down the whole NBA I, I saw a meme that said that said Rudy Gobert is uh, he he is he is the like he's the greatest defensive player of all time because he shut down the entire NBA. Right? Like, like, like being foolish does not equal being in faith. If for nothing else, you're believing that God is keeping you healed and you can touch anything and you can do, cool, praise God. Don't be foolish with other people who don't have the same faith that you have. Don't be reckless with them. 
Because, see, in the natural, when you touch something that has the virus and it's still active or, you, or from someone, you, you, you contract it, um, I, I believe wholeheartedly that your faith in 1 Peter 2, 24 and the ability that God has, that, that, that'll be removed before you even know it's there. But if you then make some foolish actions to pass it along to somebody else who doesn't have the same faith or belief in you that you have, that's not wisdom. That's not understanding. That's not creating a path of peace for you or anyone around you. This is what I really wanted to get to. (laughs) Apparently, I don't need notes. <laughs> talking about wisdom and understanding you you will not stumble you you will have sweet sleep and then verse 25 do not be afraid of sudden terror or the ruin of the wicked not if it comes when it comes God has promised us, he's prophesied to us, he's told us, he's reminded us that in this world there is going to be trouble, there is going to be tribulation, there is going to be persecution, there is going to be division, there is going to be sickness and disease and calamity and and, and horrific events because of sin, not because of God, but it is here and it should not surprise us that it is here and it will be here in various forms until we go meet Jesus or he comes back to meet us. So do not be afraid of sudden terror. The word sudden really jumps out at me here. Because for the things that maybe we can see coming for a long time, we can essentially become immune to the fear of those things. They, They can build up in us to where we just push them out of the way. We can't carry the weight of that. But it's usually the sudden things. Like, I don't scare easily. I don't scare easily, just naturally. Like, I don't scare easily. In part because I don't like to get scared. So I'm not going to a scary movie. I'm not going to a haunted house. Like, I have, I have theological thoughts around that. But even beyond that, like, I don't, like, I'm trying to do everything I can not to be scared. Why would I pay you to scare me? That makes zero sense to me. Like, if you like that stuff, like, I, you know, I, I'm not judging you. I'm just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I have no idea why I would ever pay anybody to scare me. And, like, I know you're going to scare me. Like, I'm looking forward to you scaring me. I don't, I cannot wrap my mind around it for anything. But you know when I do get scared? When somebody jumps out from somewhere you didn't know about. <laughs> When all of a sudden, you know, the car in front of you slams on their brakes. And maybe you're a little too close. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's not y'all. Those are times where I can't really prepare to combat that fear. It's sudden. And I got to deal with it. And what's happened over the last several weeks and several months now is this has been a sudden terror. And God is not just giving us instruction, but he's giving us promise that we don't have to fear. We don't have to live in fear. 
listen, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly, I'm not a doctor. I, 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 don't, I don't plan, I don't portray one. I'm not one on TV. I'm not, you know, all, all, I, I got it. I, I'm just, you know, and, and I, I, don't, I don't understand all this coronavirus yet. I don't understand the numbers to me don't constitute the panic. The, I, 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 I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I don't understand. I'm just saying I, I don't get it. Like, like, he, like, clearly I'm a big sports fan, so like this guy, Rudy Gobert, he's the first guy in the NBA. They literally shut the whole NBA down. But he was going to play that night. Like, if they didn't say he had coronavirus, he was going to play. He gives it to one of his teammates, and his teammate, like, has had zero symptoms. Now, these are two guys in the prime of their life that are professional athletes. Like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I'm not saying we should discount this whole thing, but I, I'm saying that the level of panic to me doesn't add up. My brother is an EMT, and from about three weeks ago, he's been telling our family, like, listen, the thing to really worry about is not as much the virus as it is the panic that's coming. Hence the no toilet papers in any, uh, you know. It's the, it's the panic that's causing as much or more of the issue than the actual virus in many of our lives. Not, now listen, if one person dies because of this in those, that community, then what I'm saying is absolutely ridiculous. Right? I understand that. I'm, I'm acknowledging that. I'm just saying in here where we are right here today, the panic is the problem. And God is a, the God who is our healer. God is the God of peace. God is not the God of panic. And this is not the only time. There are hundreds of times throughout the scripture that we are told as believers, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of the sudden terror or the ruin of the wicked. When it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught or your hand from being infected or your throat from <laughs> do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it do not say to your neighbor go and come again tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you uh, and we keep going on. It looks like right there after he says your foot won't be caught, he shifts uh, directions. But I don't believe he does. In the next several weeks, if this continues the way that everybody's saying that it continues, will continue, we may not be able to meet. Not because we're afraid, or, but like we may not legally be able to, to gather. And, and, and here's where us as a staff and as a church, where we're already going. Our, our next steps are... How can we be a blessing to those who are affected or those who are panicking? And, and the reason why is because right here, after like, do not be afraid of sudden terror. The Lord will be your confidence. He will keep you from being caught. Then do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, come in again, and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Like, don't wait in the middle of sudden terror to say, let this pass, and then I'll be a blessing. Don't wait until everybody's calmed down to say, I'm going to love my neighbor. 
Listen, those of you who are willing to show up to church on this specific day, you, you know much of what, what we've already read, if not all of what we've already read. I pray that this is just a reminder to you. But here's my challenge to you. Because I believe like in the next service when we stream it, there's going to be a lot of people that need to hear these verses to give them the confidence to not fear, to understand that God is their healer. But for you guys who came at 9 a.m. Um, with all of this, and like y'all are sitting like closer to each other and more to the front than you normally do, which y'all have just blown my mind. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I tried to get y'all to move up, and, and, and now it's like everybody's like, keep a distance, and y'all are like, all right, let's come together. I love you guys. I can't figure you out, but I love you. I, I got it. You're the 9 a.m. crowd. You're like, forget all this. I, I text one of the guys um, while I was at the retreat. He, did, he wasn't at the retreat. I text him like, hey, what do you think about meeting this Sunday? He was like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, man, the coronavirus, he was like, man, I ain't giving it a second thought. Like, did God tell you not to? Because if he didn't tell you not to, like, I want to be there. All right. I had a point. (laughs) The point is, for you, for you who are here, like, let's go ahead. Let's grab a hold of what we already know about what God's done for us and who we are. And let's jump ahead to how can we be a blessing who, who do we know that needs toilet paper and we can go, we, we have the capability to drive farther out to find it, to, to put it on their doorstep? Who do you know that you can order an Amazon grocery order for them and have it delivered at their house? Like, like who, who, who is struggling and what can we do? Let's not wait till it's over because when it's over, they can go back to the HEB. But what can we do now to love our neighbors in the midst of sudden terror. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.